Let's go to the Word of God. If you got your Bible, I want you to open to John chapter 11, John chapter 11. And once you get there, I want you to keep it open uh, because we're going to read quite a bit of Scripture. In fact, I, I'm going to uh, preach slash teach a, a little different than, than what I normally would. I really want to walk through John chapter 11 because I feel like this story um, really reaches us where we're at now. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of truth that as we battle and we go through circumstances and, and situations, I feel like there's so much truth that we can draw from what Mary and Martha and Lazarus went through. Okay, so we're going to look at the nature of who Jesus is, which we talked uh, about this a few weeks ago, but I really want to continue to build on this, the character and nature of who Jesus is and who God is, his response to us, but also I want us to look at our response to, to him in hard times and difficult situations. And so let's go. John chapter 11. I'm going to start reading in verse 1. It says this, Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. So it's Lazarus, the brother, and his two sisters, Mary and Martha. And it was Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. And we'll, we'll, come back to, we'll come back to Mary here in just a moment. Verse number four, when Jesus heard that he said this sickness, so they, I'm sorry, let me back up. Verse three, therefore the sisters sent to him saying, they sent to Jesus saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. So verse four, when Jesus heard this, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, the son of God, may be glorified through it. He said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Verse five, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. <laughs> Note that, underline that, circle that. Watch this. He loved them, right? He loved them. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Maybe like draw an arrow to those two, because this passage of scripture always kind of made me go, huh, okay, Jesus, because you loved, you stayed two more days, huh, okay, we'll talk about it, we'll get to it. Let's skip over to verse 20. Now Martha, as soon as she heard Jesus was coming, went out and met him. Watch Mary's response. So Mary was just sitting in the house. Verse 21, now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Lord, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know whatever you ask, God will give it to you. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. If you're taking notes tonight, I'm calling this message, if you had been here. If you had been here. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I just pray that you open up every ear tonight to hear, every heart to receive, and every mind God, just to receive the word that you want to give to them today. God, change us and challenge us. In Jesus' name, come on. And everybody said, amen. amen, amen, and amen. You know, we've all been at a point in our life when we've needed a miracle. Can, can we all, I mean, we've all been in a place, you know, I, maybe it's financially. Maybe you have found yourself in a place to where you're like, you know what, God, if you don't come through right now in this moment, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, maybe you found yourself in a, in a health crisis. Maybe you found yourself in, in a hospital bed at some point in your life, and, and the prayer simply went like this. God, if you don't show up, I don't know. 
Maybe it's been in your marriage. Maybe you've been in a place to where, you know, you've tried everything. Maybe you tried counseling. You did all the, the things that seemed right. You walked through all the steps. You've done everything. You, you went to church, like everything. And, and you just, you've got you and your marriage, your spouse. You, you've just gotten locked up in this moment. And maybe you've said this prayer, God, if you don't come through, Lord, I, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, I think when we look back over our lives, we can all find times when we go, this is a, a, a but God situation, right? Like if, if God doesn't show up in this moment, if God doesn't step into my situation, if God doesn't do a miracle, then, then I'm at a loss. I don't know what. And so when we open the Bible, we, we find John chapter 11. And we find Mary, Martha, and Lazarus in this situation that if Jesus doesn't show up, then they're kind of in a hopeless situation. He's sick, he's on his deathbed, he's dying. And so what do they do? They go, let's go to Jesus. Ah, oh, I know what we should do. We should go to Jesus. So Mary and Martha, they have a messenger and this messenger goes to Jesus and he says, hey, Jesus, your friend Lazarus, he's sick. And if you don't show up, he's gonna die. Jesus says these words to him. Jesus says, hey, don't worry about it. This sickness is not unto death. Everything is all right. So watch this. So where this messenger came from is about a day's journey to where Jesus was. So this messenger, by the time he leaves, the Bible tells us here in just a little bit that Lazarus, when Jesus arrives, that Lazarus had been dead for four days, Okay. So in order for Lazarus to have been dead for four days, what happens is the messenger leaves, and when the messenger leaves, Lazarus dies, okay? Because it's a journey, one-day journey to Jesus, and then Jesus is like, hey, look, I'm on vacation right now, you know? I'm just gonna chill out down here for another two days. Look, because I love you, this, we're gonna get to that. Because I love you, I'm just gonna stay here for two days. But the messenger gets there, and then he goes home, and Jesus says, I'm going to stay for two days. And then the messenger arrives back at the home. Now, I want you to, to walk through this with me. The messenger is pumped. He's excited. He's coming back to Mary and Martha and Lazarus with hopeful news, right? I, I mean, he's probably sprinting the whole way home, you know? He's getting there as fast as he can. And he arrives on the scene, and he's expecting to see Lazarus sitting up, maybe Lazarus out in the front yard doing some yard work. He's expecting Lazarus to be alive. Alive. And what happens when he gets home, he's met with sorrowful tears. He's met with, with, with hearts that are burdened. He's, he's met with people that are hurting. He came back to different circumstances than what he expected to walk into. And, and he's processing in his mind, well, should I even deliver <laughs> the news to him? You know, should I even, I mean, he's dead now. Well, I mean, Jesus said it's not unto death. Should I even tell him, any, you know? And I, maybe he pulls Mary and Martha in a side room and it's just kind of like, I don't, I don't know what's happening, but, um, but Jesus said this wasn't unto death. I, I don't really know what's going on here. I really don't know how this is all going to play out. And so Jesus takes his time. He says, because he loved them. Because he loved them, he, he waited there. So Jesus takes his journey. It's a day's journey all the way up. And so he arrives on the scene. And verse 14, let's, let's look at it. Jesus and his disciples, they're, they're making their trip up. And um, he's already told his disciples, he said, look, 
Lazarus has passed away in verse 14. Then Jesus said to them plainly, he told them, first of all, he said, look, Lazarus is sleeping. Then he comes back and he's like, the disciples are not getting it. You're not getting, I'm, I'm telling you he's sleeping. And they're like, well, what do you mean? If he's sleeping, he's just gonna wake up. And, and Jesus tells them plainly in verse 14, he said, no, Lazarus is dead. And he said, and I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there, that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. So Jesus goes. Jesus arrives into the city, and watch this, verse 20. Now, Martha, we read it earlier, as soon as she heard, watch this, as soon as she heard, what did she do? She came running to Jesus. You know, when I was looking at this, you see that there's two responses. You have two responses. You have the response of Mary, and you have the response of Martha. Martha, the Bible says that as soon as she heard Jesus was coming, what did she do? She ran to Jesus. My question would be this, when trouble hits your life, where are you running? Is it a bottle? Is it a pill? Is it a person? Where are you running? What are you running to? Man, when problems hit in your life, when the circumstances don't turn out the way that you thought that they were going to turn out, who are you running to? Because you've got one of two options. You can do what Martha did, and she ran, and she fell at the feet of Jesus, and she still had the questions, though. Even though she ran to Jesus, she said, Jesus, had you been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Nevertheless. And I believe that's the place that we have to go to God is that when we hit hard times, when we hit troubles, where are we running? I'm running to the house of the Lord. I'm running to God. I'm running to his presence. I'm running to the word. I'm falling to my knees and I'm going to Jesus because it's the only place that I'm going to find hope. It's the only place I'm going to find joy. It's the only place that I'm going to find peace. And so here Martha comes and she runs and she falls at the feet of Jesus. And she says those words, Lord, if you had been here, I wonder, have you ever felt like that in your life? Lord, if you had only been here. Lord, if you had only been here. Let me just point you back to the verses that we read in verse 14. What do we know about God? God is omnipresent. He is everywhere. He is always there. He is there in the good times. He is there in the bad times. He's there on the mountaintop. He's there on the valley. Man, he's there when you're strong. He's there when you're weak. He is there in every single moment. And Jesus already knew. And so for her to come to God and say, hey, if you had just been here, God's like, I already knew. And not only did I already knew back in verse four, when I said, this thing is not unto death, I already knew how the circumstance and the situation was going to turn out then. So, so many times we run to God and we go, if you had only been here, he went, I never left. I was, I was here the whole time. And because I loved you, I just waited here a few days. Because here's the thing is that I, none of us want to go through problems, right? I mean, let's be real. If we could do without the problems, we would just go, hey, God, give me a problem-free life, right? I'm going to make that walk to the altar, and I'm going to get saved, and I'm never going to have another problem ever again, right? I'm going to show up at church on Sunday, and the problems are just going to, they're just going to go away. Can I tell you, God fought me, or not God, Satan fought me hard all week, all week long, came after me all week long, had a bullseye on my back, wanted and, and in times you go, God, where are you? But can I tell you, if you can just make it to the other side, you'll see the victory that God already has prepared for you. But, but, it, but he said, look, because I love you, I'm going to wait just a few days. 
Because when I show up, okay, when we actually see him, he's here all along, but, but when we actually look up and we see him, over here, we're going to learn something about who he really is. And he said, I'm going to wait two days because there's something over here that you need to learn about my character and nature. Listen, if I, if I never come to a place where I have a need, I never learn that God is my provider. And if I never get sick or walk through a, a health issue, guess what? I never get to know God as a healer. And you know what? If I never walk through uh, something in my external relationships of my life, I I can never know that God can restore that relationship. And and I'm just telling you that we will go through things and and God will even allow us to go through things so he can reveal himself to us and the true nature of who he is. And, And it can be tough when we're walking through the battle and it can feel like, God, if you had only been here. And he's like, I'm here all the time. I'm here with you. I'm walking with you through the storm. And I may not reveal myself and everything, but once you get through it, you'll see that I was with you all along. And you'll learn something else about my character and my nature and who I am and what I want to do for you. And I've just walked through some things in my life. And in 2019, December 24, 2019, we found out that Shannon was pregnant. Biggest surprise of my life, I got to be honest. It was a shocker. In fact, she came out with the pregnancy test, and I totally thought she was joking. I was like, it's, it's not, April's full, not April Fool's. And what, like, we were on our way to a Christmas Eve service. I'm like, why are you doing this? Why are we joking about this now? Like, not, not. And so anyway, it wasn't, it was the real deal. She was really pregnant. And so we're like, okay, well, I don't know how we're going to make it through Christmas Eve. It's shock of a century. Let's just, okay. So we, Christmas Day, we, we tell our kids, and I actually think we went and got a blood test that day, didn't we, on Christmas Eve? Christmas Eve, we went and got a blood test. We were like, the, uh, <laughs> the home test is not good enough. We got to find out. <laughs> sure enough, they did the ultrasound. They, they did everything. We're like, okay, all right, well, it's, it's legit. It's for real. And, um, and so we, we began this journey into 2020, and it was about April or so, uh, that we found out that Ella had stopped growing. And she was actually around one percentile. If you've had babies, you understand, you know, that you, you, want, them, you want them to be in the, in the top percentile of things. She had just stopped growing. So they began to send Shannon to specialists. And she would go to these appointments alone, and they would allow her to call me at, at the end, and, you know, the, the doctor would just, he would give a grim report. He would go, hey, you know, I'm sorry, she, she didn't grow this week. She, she didn't grow. And then we, we would pray, and we would pray hard, and we'd go back the next week, and we would believe that there's going to be a change. And next week, circumstances would look worse. And then we'd go back the next week, and, and her head had misshaped this week. And, and every week, it just seemed like, like things were headed the wrong way. And in the midst of that, we're in the middle of a pandemic. And In the midst of that, we're under racial tension and everything else that was happening. And in the midst of that, the church that we were at was under turmoil. And I mean, it just, all of these things. And it can lead you to a place to where you go, God, man, God, if you had just, if you'd just been here. God, if if, if you were just, where are you? I mean, we probably all asked that question in 2020, right? Like, God, where are you? But God was working all along. And, and, and 
you know we all have Ella, so you know how the story ends. You know that we found out that God is a healer. You know that God revealed himself to us in the fact that, listen, we went at, after about six weeks, we went a nonstop report. And one week, Shannon calls me and she's crying. And I mean, the baby hasn't been growing. She calls me crying. I think, oh gosh. And she's crying tears of joy. And she's like, she grew. She grew. And in one week, she grew from 3% to 40%. She grew 36% in one week. I mean, that's not like, that was nothing but God. And though, I, I, like, if you ask me, would you go through it again? No, I'm good. I don't want to have to ever go through that again. No, I don't want to have, but, but what I do know is that on this side of things, I could stand and encourage somebody that the God that I serve is a healer, that the God that I serve can do the impossible, that the God that I serve is a miracle-working God. Because he's there. He's always here. He's always on our side. He's always fighting. And she falls at her feet. Martha falls at her feet, at his feet, and says, look, if you'd have been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask God, God will give you. And, and I think because we're, we're going to walk through this, I'm not sure that she was completely full of faith, Okay. And let me show you why. Let's go to verse 32. If you got your Bible open, I don't have it on the screen. If you got your Bible app or whatever, verse 32. Then Mary, watch this. So this is Mary. Remember where Mary is. Mary didn't come out to Jesus. Mary just gave up. She's like, you weren't here. Uh, whatever. I'm not coming out to see you. If you'd have been here. So watch. Mary comes out. Then Mary came to Jesus uh, where Jesus was and saw him. And she fell down in his feet saying, what did she say? Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Lord, if you would have been here. Lord, if you would have been here, my, my brother would not have died. Therefore, Jesus, when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came before her weeping, he groaned in his spirit with trouble and said, where have you laid him? So you know, most of you will know the story that they take Jesus to the place where Lazarus was laying. And Jesus says, roll away the stone. And the sisters replied this. They're like, hang on, Jesus. He's been in there four days. It's, we can't do this. We, we, it's going to stink. It's gonna, we can't do this. So in their mind, even in this situation, she falls before Jesus. She says, I know that God will do whatever you ask him to do. But then when he's like, okay, I'm going to do what you want me to do. Let's roll the stone away. Even in that moment, there's still doubt. Hang on, God. Let's don't. All right, Jesus, that's, now you're talking crazy. And I think a lot of times we can kind of play this uh, almost like a devil's advocate with Jesus. Like, okay, all right, now Jesus, you're being a little, this, that's too big, really? Something too big for Jesus? Something too big for God? And Jesus is like, roll the stone away. And their faith still wasn't there. And despite whether their faith fully got there or not, it didn't change the fact that Jesus is who he says he is and can do what he says he can do. And sometimes it's not dependent on mine or your faith. It's just dependent that God wants to show up and prove and strengthen your faith. Maybe you didn't have the faith before, but after the miracle, you walk and you're like, man, God can do anything. 
But we've walked through things in our life to where we walked away, and I think Satan wanted us to be defeated and downstraught, and, and I walked away going, my God can do anything. That's why I love that scripture, that he works all things together for good, because Satan will come at you and try to kill, steal, and destroy you. God will repair it, give you the victory, and you walk out on the other side, and you're like, hey, devil, that backfired, right? <laughs> I, like, I'm stronger. My faith is better on the other side. After seeing Ella healed, guess what? My faith is stronger on the other side because I know my God is a healer. So Jesus says, he says, roll the stone away. He says, roll the stone away. And they're like, no, we, we can't do that. But they listen, and they roll the stone away. And, and I just wonder tonight, maybe what things have you put in the grave that you have said there's dead and God can't do? Like what things in your life have you taken to the grave, you've laid it in the grave, you've sealed up the tomb, and you said there's no way God can do this. There's no way God can restore this. What are the things in your life that maybe you've given up on that are dead, that Jesus says, roll away the stone? You're like, hang on, Jesus, wait, wait. let's not go there. Let's not go, no, not to that, not to, you, you can do everything, but you can't do that thing. We sing about it in church, but God, this one, I don't, I just, I don't know. It's been, it's been in there four days. It's been in there a long time. It's the, the smell of death. That, no. And I wonder the things that we've put in the grave, right? That we need to just go, okay, God, I'm going to roll back the stone and I'm going to let you do your thing. Okay, God, I'm going to roll back the stone because you've been here all along and I'm going to let you do your thing. There is, can I just tell you, there is no struggle. There is no addiction. There is no temptation. There is no, uh, whatever it is, you fill in the blank. God can do it. God can roll back the stone and he can speak life into that situation. God can roll back the stone and that thing will get up and it will live again. And that's exactly what happened is that Jesus spoke to Lazarus and he said, Lazarus, come forth. And a man that was dead sat up out of that grave in his grave clothes and came waddling out of that grave. And I want to tell somebody that God can do the same thing for you. He's done it for me time and time and time again, and God can do it for you. Do you believe that tonight? Yes. I'm going to ask the band to come back. And, and what I love about this story is that God comes, touches, heals, raises back from the dead Lazarus. And Mary who you know, what did she do? She sat inside, she was mad, she was angry, she was bitter. Had you been here, God? Had you been here? Had you been here? If you would have been here, he wouldn't have died. Jesus knew all along what he was gonna do. Jesus knew all along the miracle he was gonna perform. In fact, he told his disciples, he's just, he's asleep, guys. Chill. He's getting a really good nap, okay? When he wakes up, he's gonna feel refreshed, the best like a four-day nap? Can you imagine waking up from a four-day? You would feel so good. And he says, no, guys, he's just, he's just taking a nap. Don't worry about it. God knew all along what he was going to do. Jesus knew from the very beginning what he was going to do. I, I don't know what you're going through, but I, I can tell you this. Jesus knows what he's doing. And Jesus can get you through it. If you'll run and fall at his feet, he'll get you through it. And so Mary, who sat in the house, Mary, who was angry, Mary, who was bitter, I love this, 
God just revealed this to me this morning. And you read all these things. And, you know, you read the Bible tons of times, and you just don't make connections. And at the right moment, God connects the pieces. I've, I've been reading this book for years, more than 20. I've been reading this book more than 20 years. And this morning, God made the connection. Watch this. Uh, John chapter 12. Now, six days before Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, who had, who had been dead. Come on, somebody say, had been dead. Who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. And there they made him a supper. And Martha served, well, watch this, but Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table. And look at verse number three. Then Mary. The same Mary that sat in the house. The same Mary that was angry. The same Mary that was bitter. Verse 3, then Mary took a pound of costly oil and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance oil. What I've learned is that the hard times really make us appreciate who God is, what he's done and what he can do. You don't get olive oil without a pressing, not a crushing. Because remember, we're pressed, we're not crushed. And when, a, when an olive is pressed, you get oil. And when we go through seasons that are pressing seasons, out of that should flow worship and appreciation for who God is. Count it all joy when you face trials of many kinds. Why would I count it all joy? Because I get to learn something about who Jesus is. Let me, let me clarify everything that I'm saying because none of this is Jesus' fault. We live in a fallen world. Lazarus died because we live in a fallen world. Because there is sin in our world. And sin has created these sicknesses and diseases and, and, and allowed death to enter into the world. It's not God's fault. That's not Jesus' fault. But what Jesus did is he stood in the middle of natural circumstances and said, I'm God. And the natural bows to me because I am outside of the natural, Jesus said. And anything I say or do goes. And I just feel like God can step into a situation tonight. And whatever it is, whatever he says goes. And God began to speak to me two weeks ago about this message. And uh, in the 1890s, there was, there was this man by the name of Horatio Spafford, actually the 1870s. And he lived in Chicago, and it was 1873, 18, 1871. He had four daughters and a son. He lost his son tragically at the age of two. 1871, he's uh, in real estate in Chicago, and the great Chicago fire comes through, and it burns up all of his real estate. So he loses his son. He loses most all of his possessions and earnings. And so a friend in Europe calls him and says, hey, I have this business deal. 
And uh, if, if you'll bring your family over here, I'm going to help you get back on your feet. So he makes arrangements for his family to move uh, overseas. And he's like, I have a few things that I just have to tidy up, that I, I just have to take care of. So family, you go on ahead of me, and I'll be right behind you. I'll catch the next ship over. And on the journey over, the ship crashed, and his four daughters died. And he receives a telegram from London, from his wife, that says, saved alone. She's the only one that survived from his family. And so Horatio Spafford boards a ship. And when he gets to the place where his daughters died, he wrote this song right here. It says, when peace like a river attended my way and when sorrows like sea billows roll what my lot thou hast taught of that story and I heard God speak this to me it's possible for it to be well with your soul and not be well with your flesh it's possible for you to live in a place to where there's peace and joy on the inside the external circumstances don't reflect that peace and joy. It can be well with my soul, but it doesn't have to be well with my flesh. I don't have to like what I'm going through, but at the end of the day, I just go, God, it's well. Lord, whatever I'm going through, it's well. Lord, whatever you're doing, however you're working it out, God, it's well. It's well, God. 